Welcome everyone to a new episode of Incognito, where we talk about the darkest secret, the intimacy killer, and the way to freedom. My name is Bishoy. My name is Rami. And today, we were going to have like a very general episode, yeah. but literally the moment we, we set up the table and we're sitting down, and what we were going to do was going to go through a thread on Twitter that's been on for a while, and we decided we're going to talk about it for a very long time. And... It was a very decided, long, very decided, long thread. It's like thirty points. It was, it was, it was a lot. Tweets. Yeah, with a bunch of replies and other people joining in. And here's stuff. what happened: we, uh, w- I looked in this morning, and it was fine. We sit on the table, yeah. we pull up Twitter, the thread is gone mm-hmm. because of privacy sensitivity, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, luckily, we downloaded the articles and the studies that were attached to every tweet that we we're gonna talk about. So instead of s- stating the tweet and then saying what was in it, we're just going to dig deep in the article or the study or whatever that is that we're doing. Yeah. So yeah, we're just going to say the title of the article and then we're going to talk about things that we chose to talk about it. Right. Obviously, we were only just going to put the Twitter, the tweet or like the thread in the description so that it's a reference. But then now we have to put all the uh, articles and all the studies we're going to mention as references in the description. Which are uh, great articles. Which is great. They are great uh, articles, I think great studies. Anybody could amazing. read this. If, if you're interested in reading articles and stuff, yeah. it's from very, very credible sources. They're very uh, new. Like this one is from October 15th, 2020. So like there's some articles that like they, these are very recent stuff, you know. Sorry, not October, September, but... This is these are good articles to read. We can leave all of this. So actually, we can leave more. Even if we don't discuss them, we can just put these. Yeah, articles I mean, if down. if we find them, <laughs> if yeah, we I find mean, the thread, you know, well, I have them. So, uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, let's we're we're gonna dig deep in the first one. This one, uh, the title of the um, of the article is called. It's a very long article. It says pornography effects on adults and children. So before we we dig in, we're jumping the articles. So the topics we're gonna cover. It's gonna be a very general idea of what you're always going to be hearing from us, the topics that relate to pornography. Right. The first thing we're going to talk about is um, the effect on children, uh, some statistics about how early they get like exposed to that. We're actually going to be talking about how parents can talk to their kids about pornography. Yes. And this is something that we said that we're going to discuss for the longest time, but we haven't. But we are going to have one episode, a whole episode, that we're going to talk about how you should be talking t- uh, to your children about pornography and about sex. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is the effect on the brain. Does it really take out of the brain? Does it really has a negative effect? Does it like reform the way your brain f- physically look? Right. Uh, we're going to talk about human trafficking, which is something that we touched on, but we never talked about previously. And last, we're going to be talking about how it affects you as a person and your relationship with yourself right. and your relationship with your spouse or any significant other or even friends. So yeah, we can uh, we can jump in this article. This article is written by uh, psycho- a psychologist. He's a clinical psychologist um, located in Utah. His name is Victor Klein. And the article is called Pornography Effect on Adults and Children. What really got us in this is the first thing he mentioned were the steps that Abuna Tedros talked about in the previous episode 
uh, when he talked about the, you know, you start and then you have the addiction, escalation, desensitization, and acting out. And these were the steps that were mentioned in the previous episode with Abuna Tadros. But then, like, the crazy parts about it is that with the addiction part, the doctor says that one of his patients was deeply addicted, that they couldn't even stay away from pornography, even for 90 days, for 90 days, even if they are going to tell them they are going to take $1,000. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it, I guess they were, it's a study that someone was offered $1,000 and they said for this amount of time you have to stop and they just couldn't do it. Yeah. So even if you have a, motiv- a monetary motivation, which is usually, yeah. um, you know, in, in a lot of studies that I've read before, a lot of people put money to tell people to stop doing something or do something. And they usually, that's a good way to motivate people to get it yeah. done. Like uh, not eat a certain food or exercise every day or whatever it is. They're, they're, that's that's common in studies. Yeah. But with pornography addiction, uh, that was even impossible. So the, re- the the physical rewards were still of no value mm-hmm. in the face of this daily pleasure, their daily sense of this daily dose of it. Yeah, that's pretty. Um, it's pretty crippling when you think about it. Oh, yes. It takes over your life. It takes over even your your priorities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then he talked about, obviously, the second part, the escalation, where, you know, you, like, whatever it is that you're watching, okay, doesn't, you know, do the job anymore. You need more, like, messed up stuff. Yeah, the more, yeah, I guess if you want to use, not to use any trigger words or anything like that, but to the stuff that, you know, it's, it's inevitable. Escalation in the process or in the journey of porn addiction is, is that, the more things I watch, mm-hmm. the more things I am introduced to, the more I I am curious to go to the next level. Yeah. And that's why, you know, children at an early age will start with pornography. Yeah. And then maybe at like 20 years old, they've already went into some really hardcore, aggressive and violent, pretty much sexual abuse. Not even like uh, soft scenes, quote unquote soft scenes is what yeah. they call it. So escalation is inevitable. And it's actually one of the most interesting parts about this. For me, at least. I, I always think it's very interesting because as human beings, we, we're insatiable. We're not satisfied with anything. We we keep going, even with the good stuff, by the way. Like if we have a good job and we make good money, we want more. If we uh, fasted for a while and now it's the feast of whatever, the feast of resurrection maybe, and we're going to go to the dinner table and eat as much as we want, we can't get enough of it. The next day we want to do the same thing. That's very true. So as human beings, this is just our nature. We get, we want to, we escalate in our desires consistently. Yeah. Which is the dopamine part that we talked about. Exactly. There you go. It's the same thing. It's just the levels of it. Exactly. And then the third step was the desensitization. We talked about it also with Abuna. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of like, okay, you're like, just it doesn't do anything anymore. And you start doing things that are like shocking, illegal, repulsive, immoral. Right. You know, and examples are rape and whatever. And it's just for you, it's common. And then acting out. And then the acting out is obviously the hardest part. The, the author of the article was talking that he had a case in Phoenix, mm-hmm. never really mentioned what the committee was, and then like, yeah, he 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 went to he went to the case in Phoenix, and then like, it was pretty much ahead of a committee that was in charge of children, mm-hmm. and he violently raped them, a gun or a knife point. Yeah, he was found to be a serial rapist. This is exactly what the article says. Yeah, was found to be 
a serial rapist who had violently raped a number of women at gun or knife point in the Arizona area. Yeah. And doing the background study on him, I found him, this is Dr. Klein speaking, I found him to come from an exemplary background and trouble-free childhood. He was an outstanding student in high school and college. Yeah, but he had a problem with porn. Right. That's why he talked about He's like, this gradually escalated. He's talking about his like start of pornography. That's the escalation. Yeah, the escalation over a period of years, eventually leading to spending many hours uh, at adult bookstores, looking at violent video porn movies right. and masturbating to these. And then it turns out to the rape. Even so, though he came from a background of a trouble-free yes. childhood, meaning yeah. he wasn't abu- he wasn't sexually abused. He was he didn't live in like a poor area where yeah. he was. He's seen a lot of rough things, and it was just like sort of hard for him to avoid this stuff. Now yeah. he started normally, began with the p- simple videos and maybe magazines, and then it escalated all the way to becoming quote uh, a yeah. serial rapist, mm-hmm. meaning more than one time consistently. Yeah. Yeah, he even quoted another, um, this is just quoting him, and he said, in my experience as a sexual therapist, any individual who regularly masturbates to pornography is at risk of becoming in time a sexual addict, as well as conditioning himself into having a sexual deviancy and or uh, disturbing a bonded relationship with a spouse or a girlfriend. A frequent side effect is that it also dramatically reduces their cap- capacity to love. Right. Their sexual side becomes, in a sense, dehumanized. Mm-hmm. Many of them develop an alien ego state, which is the dark side, who core is antisocial, lust devoid of most values. Right, right. Lust yeah. devoid, antisocial, lust devoid of most values. That's crazy. It throws you out of whack, you know, doing yeah. this des- desensitization. Yeah. Sorry for sa- if I'm saying it wrong, but it throws you out of whack, like of, of whatever social structure we're supposed to be on, it throws you off course. Because now you're, 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 you know, the way you're looking at things is completely different now. You know, you're, you're, um, you know, when you see someone in the street, you're not just thinking, oh, this is just a regular human walking yeah. next to me, um, hi, bye, or whatever. No, you're thinking of, oh, I wonder what they look like in a specific scene. Yeah. Your mind is constantly going to that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the problem. And with the spouses, that's the problem. Actually, it's a leading it's a leading cause in divorce, which is in another article yeah, that we'll get to we'll later. Get to but uh, but you know specifically with with spouse and significant others and things like that, it it, it results in a lot of um, uh, abusive, sexually abusive relationships. Yeah, but here's the thing: let's we're gonna try to approach this with an open mind. Okay. Okay. So this is violent, right? These people and this guy he was talking have about, he was talking about, became violent because right. they watched violent porn. Right. What if someone never watched violent porn? Is that still bad? So you're you're coming at it from a, from someone defending it and saying, yeah, well, I don't watch anything yeah, bad. Yeah, be like, hey, you know what, man, I, I don't watch any violent, I don't watch any, you know, rape and all that stuff. I I, I just watch, you know, right, normal stuff, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. But here's the crazy part. That I mean, I w- I want to hear what you have to say about that. Well, to someone, yeah, like if 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 someone if I'm defending for let's say use me for an example, I'm defending it. I'm saying, well, I don't watch anything crazy. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I'm not going to become a serial rapist. I'm yeah. I'm not going to become that because I have so I have it so much under control. It's once a week. I watch a little bit, and that's just a little way I de-stress myself. Right? Mm-hmm. I have a lot of stuff going on. This is I'm 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 stressed out. This is how I take a little vacation mm-hmm. and spend some time in a little fantasy. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem was that first of all, we said already, es- escalation is inevitable. Yeah. 
because of our human nature. Exactly. It's just going to happen. Yes. Whether anybody is trying to avoid it or not, it happens in the good stuff and it happens in the bad stuff equally. Actually, you can probably argue that it happens in the bad stuff more, but it also happens in things that are good for you, right? Like people that try to eat healthy sometimes go overboard with it, you know? And uh, people that work out sometimes overboard themselves as well. That's very true, actually. So, yeah. so um, like yeah. scientifically proven, what you're right? Saying. Yeah, we we escalate in everything. So, it's going to happen because if you use this and say, "Well, I I I'm I'm only stressed out this week. I only need to watch a one." Well, you're gonna have a really bad week, and you're gonna watch twice. So therefore, boom, escalated in that week. Yeah. And then again, and then again, and then again, and before you know it, I just have to do this every day. So yeah. now you went from looking at it once. Because maybe someone showed you a magazine or a video clip on YouTube or something really harmless. You looked at it yourself and now you're at once a week. Now you're at every day of the week. Now you're at maybe twice a day. Yeah. So be that trajectory, it will inevitably enter into the type of stuff you're watching. Because now you're going to get used to the stuff you're watching. You're like, ah, oh, that's I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. What about this? Yeah. What about that? I mean, here's another thing. Uh-huh. Even if you don't watch non, even if you watch non-violent porn, mm-hmm. here's non-violent porn to you. Okay, child pornography, mm-hmm. sex with animals, right? Group sex, right? Sex that humiliates and like women in in any way, shape, or form. Right. Non-violent, incest. That's another one. I mean, all these things are like so messed up that. Even if you don't do watch nonviolent porn, there's a lot of things that just get so crazy. I mean, there's another study that if we get to it, there'll be, uh, if we have time. But there, there, in one of the other studies that we read, it said that a, a young boy would watch, like the, his parents got like a cable or something and they forgot to like delete like all those like channels. The locket, parent yeah. lock. Mm-hmm. And he started watching them. And he sexually assaulted his sister. Uh huh. Like, okay, uh, he didn't watch any. He just watched porn. Okay, just watched porn, right? But here's what happens: it really does mess us up, mess like, mess it up, you know. And the idea, like what you said, just the the people become they take it as a substitution. Mm-hmm. Like even if someone is married, normal sex just doesn't do the job anymore right that job you know and uh, it just it messes up the idea of how you look at the sexual relationship how you look at people how you look at you know right the other sex like do you view them as objects or do you view them as people with spirit and a soul and a brain and you can talk to them right i mean gary bishop uh, he's he's famous if you haven't know if you don't know him he's a he was in Utah, and he is a homosexual pedophile who murdered five young boys in Salt Lake City. Here's what uh, the author said. Okay, this is, this is actually what Gary Bishop said. I'm quoting him now. Pornography was a determining factor in my downfall. Somehow I became sexually attracted to young boys, and I would fantasize about them naked. So, Romy, this is what you said. When you look at someone, I'd be like, oh, I don't look at them as people anymore. I just think about them in a different scenario. Certain bookstores offered sex education, photographic, or art books, which occasionally contained pictures of nude boys. I I purchased such books and used them to enhance my masturbatory fantasies. Finding and procuring sexual arousing materials became an obsession. For me, seeing pornography was lighting a fuse on a stick of a dynamite. 
I became stimulated and had to gratify my urges or explode. All boys became sexual objects. My conscience was desensitized and my sexual appetite entirely controlled my actions. Right. I mean, Ted Bundy. A lot Ted of people Bundy. a lot of people ask uh, actually I'm, t- I'm talking about me personally now. A lot of people ask me what 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 like brought this idea of like hey, you know what? Let's get together and let's do let's raise awareness about the pornography problem. What we're about to read yeah, I know. is one of the main reasons why we started that podcast, mm-hmm. okay? The service. Here's what Ted Bundy said, videotaped interview before his execution. He said this you're going to kill me, and that will protect society from me. But out there, there are many, many more people who are addicted to pornography, and you are doing nothing about that. That's what got me. I just want to say we're not inspired by Ted Bundy. Yeah, uh, yeah but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the idea that he said before his execution, you're not doing anything about <laughs> it. But you're not doing anything about it, and really in society, we're not. Where are you? Zero percent. I mean, you know what? Let me be fair. One percent. And it's like things like, you know, fight the new drug. And it's like things out there that are the pages. But if you really we look, if we just take a second and just look at all movies, all commercials, all songs, music videos, music videos. <laughs> um, if we look at how we dress to a nice event, mm-hmm. right, as men and women how we go to just anywhere anywhere in life like i'm trying to draw the picture i'm trying to the picture i'm trying to paint here or take here is like just look at society and its raw effect everything is packaged in a sex format yeah right provocative clothing mm-hmm. uh triggering words and phrases even when you're selling like pepsi if we just look at the pepsi commercials not, nothing against Pepsi, but just the product is not sold as a as a sweet thing to drink. No, it's sold with, you know, a woman dressed in a very provocative clothing next to it. Mm-hmm. So you connect. You, you, you keep picking on Pepsi. You know, you realize that. You know, I think I said it last time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Coca Cola. You ever seen a Coca Cola commercial? Oh gosh, <laughs> just, just say any commercial, man. Yeah, any commercial. Okay, how about a car? <laughs> how about a car? How about like this? The used dealerships. That's right. Really true, actually. When you look at like a, a Honda used dealership in a local <laughs> area, the manager or the general manager of the dealership will come out and say, we have great prices, great sales. But who's showcasing the cars? Yeah. It's usually women. That's very true. And these people get hired just to sit there and to look a certain way. So as people who are consuming this commercial, mm-hmm. we say, wow, look at these beautiful women. Let me go get a car yeah. or let me go to this place. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so my whole point is that is that this is the society that we live in. It, 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 it's a conducive to us, you know, not doing anything about pornography yeah. and the effects of it. This is uh, actually it's, it's in this article, what I just mentioned, the 14 year old boy. Right. Yeah. What you just yeah. mentioned earlier that he was he was sexually molesting his sister. Uh, and then, you know, he was watch at late at night. The channels weren't parent. There, there was no parental control and there was very graphic yeah. rough and very violent depictions of sexuality the boy would get up around two in the morning and then he would watch these films night after night and after obviously nobody was there to supervise him or nobody mm-hmm. was there around him and then uh they you know it, it helped him that the article said it became the training manual or sex education that triggered him to assault his sister sexually 
Yeah. And um, I can't even imagine the the traumatic effect on the sister. Yeah, it, it's, dude, it's yeah, I can't even imagine. It's very tough. This yeah. this is this is a very tough conversation. It's not light to talk about. Uh, I think uh, me and you and and, and and Andrew probably like the we yeah. talk about this so much. So we're probably like we say it with a little bit of ease. It's but true. I know there's probably maybe someone listening to this that listens to it and is a little bit frightened frightened. Oh yeah. But the 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 idea is is that we talk about this to show how how like i said in the beginning of the episode how crippling it is yes. it, it is truly a crippling thing yeah. when it happens to someone when you're the victim of someone who's addicted to pornography whether you're a, a spouse or a ran or a stranger mm-hmm. or a sister yeah. you know i mean i hate to say it but right here uh it's 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 traumatic it's crippling and you live with someone like that and then when you do something like that the i can't even imagine the regret and the shame yeah no like yeah you it's know just never I mean? the same. It's just fourteen-year-old like boy. You're pretty like self-aware. I mean, you're there. You're not seven. Yeah. You're not six. You're fourteen. Yeah. Just he—he he doesn't understand the gravity of what he did, though. No, probably not. Not at the time of it, but I—I I can. When he grows up, yeah, sure. Right. When not he grows older, yeah. But at the moment, no, he doesn't understand right. the gravity. Of it. That's its own therapy session. Dude, I can't even. That's understand. that's the the Holy Spirit has to work in its own way, to fix that type of regret. Yeah. The type oh, of sure. um, backpedaling. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're going to move forward. There's another, uh, I don't want to call it an article, but it's kind of like a book, a booklet of Covenant Eyes. We talked about it before. Again, this is not any type of uh, sponsoring or anything like that, but the two the two um, filters or protection that I have seen people use and I trust because I've seen how like the, the effects of it is covenant eyes and that's for all for adults and for children but if you're a parent and you're looking for something for your children there are a ton out there again this is not a sponsorship or anything like no, that no it's not but um so if you go tell them hey the incognito told us about you they, they won't give you a discount <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we, don't, we um, don't have a promo code bark bark is one of the things that i have I've seen people like parents use and they have had very good feedback right about you know, even if you have an iPhone, parents can if you have if yeah, you you, you can you can that, you can check true. some stuff on That's the iPhone. True. You yeah. can uh, um, um, play with the settings and yes. have parental control over yeah. iPhones and iPads and MacBooks and stuff That's like true. that. I think you can probably do it for Windows, but I know for iPhone for sure yeah. uh, you can you can do that. So we recommend parents to to use uh, filtering. Yeah. Fil- filtering software. Yeah. And if you're someone who needs an accountability partner. Right. Oh, now that's where we're coming out. Covenant Eyes when it comes to play. It really is right. uh, a great one. We'll talk and about I what an accountability partner yeah. could be like maybe in another episode. Yeah, that could, that could be its own that's thing. That could be its own thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I definitely urge anyone who is listening to go check them out. See what they have. They, even if you're not interested in any like of those filters, they definitely have a lot of information about uh, pornography that would definitely be very informative and beneficial so yeah so there is a a booklet in covenant eyes and here's what one of the people that were involved in the porn industry a porn actor here's what she says he says she says guys are punching you in the face you get ripped it's never ending you're viewed as an object not as a human with a spirit people do drugs because they can't deal with with the way they are being treated. I mean, that's just tough. Yeah. 
<laughs> but we're talking about violence here. The violence and how people deal with it. No, we're, we're taking a look now at the inside of the industry a little bit. Yeah. Of how people inside of it feel that it was what it was like. Yeah. It's it, that, that is also its own traumatic thing. You know, people inside of the industry that have, you know, tried to leave it, spoke mm-hmm. out against it. Yeah. And drug abuse is a part of it, too. Yes. Uh, because that's that was the coping mechanism. Because, you know, I don't think a lot of many porn actors will, you know, um, go to God and say, you know, help me with my job tomorrow. <laughs> that's not how it works. Uh, no. no, when you when you go into that, you disconnect from reality. That's what all porn stars say yeah. or actors or whatever yeah. it's called, whatever the professional term yeah. is. But the 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 idea is to disconnect from reality because that is the only way it becomes for you, quote unquote, acceptable to do it. If you completely mm-hmm. disconnect, you don't, you know, some people just forget their families, you know, like n- nobody enjoys a healthy family life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with, and with When you're in it, I mean. Yeah, no, for sure. You. Yeah. The violence part, I mean. There was a meta-analysis done, 46 studies between 1962 and 1995. Meta-analysis, for people who um, are not familiar with the term, it's pretty, and 46 studies, I mean, kind of like gives it away. So pretty much collecting a lot of studies, put them together, that kind of study the same thing over a period of time, uh, different demographics for all the subjects. Subjects means meaning people who are involved in the study. Um, and the amount of the total sample of people were about 12,000. And it says that developing sexual deviant tendencies increased about 31%. Committing sexual offenses, 22% increase in risk when watching pornography. Accepting the rape myth, 31% increase. Well, they're big numbers. These are <laughs> huge numbers. If you're saying like 31, percent that's 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 a very big number. Right. To 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 keep going on that, in a study of 187, 187 female university students, researchers concluded early exposure to pornography was related to subsequent rape fantasies. Rape, excuse me, rape fantasies, and attitudes supportive of sexual violence against women. Researchers believe pornography consumed at a young age contributes to women being socialized to accept sexual aggression as a sexual romantic event that scares me right because a girl can be used as an object right not just that she is literally has been sexually assaulted but she but she accepts it right and you because when she watched pornography you're becoming socialized to accept it meaning if you it don't is accept expect- it, you're weird. It is exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you are not, you don't fit in. Yeah, you don't fit in as part of, you know. You have you have to accept being abused. Yeah, that's what is considered attractive. Yes, it's actually crazy when you think. Right, and and it is not attractive for you to want to wait until marriage and do the right thing. Oh no no no, we're not talking about premarital sex. I know, I know. We're talking I know. about like way darker stuff. We're I I about, understand, yeah. I understand. But do you see how that is the ideal? Yeah. But that is not even attract. That's disgusting. To to the society we're painting this picture. To the society we're trying to penetrate right now. That's considered ill. No, it is better for you to be. Uh, uh, um, Accepting to sexual assault. To exactly. Yeah. I can't even put it into words. There's no words. I just have to say it. I can't even wrap my head around it. <laughs> I'm being not, serious. It's not even funny, but like, it's just, it's crazy that this is, and we don't talk about this. 
No one talks about. I this. don't talk about this except if I'm if I'm on the podcast. You know that because that conversation is not normal. Out no, no, there. no. If you talk about porn with anyone, you're a weirdo. Yeah. You're yeah. a weirdo. No, it's 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 really it's 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 it, and you know to to children who are growing up and they're becoming exposed to this stuff and there's no teacher or guiding to it like around it there's no logistics to to maneuver around it from a parenting perspective or a church perspective or like a local community or even school right this is the type of stuff that you this is the type of research that you end up with yeah because it's people nobody told these people and if they were it wasn't strong enough of a message or consistent enough that this stuff is um is 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 damaging on all levels mentally physically socially on on all spiritually it's it's very very damaging stuff. If we as a society form a common social curriculum to to put pornography in a negative aspect in a negative light, we would probably not have as much sexual crimes. Yes, and I people agree with that. and that many people exposed to to the stuff as a, at an early age. There would be some education. I agree with that one hundred percent. Now, because like, um, what was his name? There was a singer. I forgot which country he's from, so, somewhere, some Arab country, and he did sexually assault women, and he was supposed to go sing in Egypt, have like a concert, and then everyone, boys and girls, men and women, they were like, no, he's he's not coming, you're not here, why are you sponsoring a guy who sexually assaulted girls, mm-hmm. like it, it is just insane, so they were like, okay, you know what, and they took it down, and he's not coming. Right, w- which is great in my opinion. That's the type of action. Um, I mean, n- not n- not the not the the social media like you know, the media. Whoa, wow, this is great, and just like putting it yeah, out. Yeah, it there. wasn't just but a hype yeah, thing. No, it no, was no, like not the hype. I'm just talking about that. We all need to take action. That we need to address those things. What do you think? Let me ask a question here. Maybe maybe this is a little bit off topic. Yeah. But I, I often think about this. Now you you you're, we just since this is a general episode and let, yeah, let me yeah, just ask this. Ahead. In social media, mm-hmm. in Twitter and Facebook, um you know, they we we tend to jump on the negative narratives a lot. Okay. Is it so sh- should it sh- should it be socially accepted? To when we see, uh, you know, let's say a celebrity or someone famous uh, commits a sexual assault act, right? Either on a wife or on a fan or whatever the case may be. Let's just, just a, a celebrity came to town on a concert and they were charged with sexual assault. Mm. Okay, okay. So we're so we're so quick to, you know, go against this person and say, "Oh my God, this is horrible! Don't ever come here again. You should be ashamed." Cancel culture and all that stuff. Yeah. Should we be more should we be should we be should we continue to do that or should we say, well, what if this person is truly in trouble and needs help? See, and that's why. Because if we know all this stuff, these people have problems. Right. People are sick. Right. Not sick in a like I'm saying, oh, my God, you're sick. No, I know that. No, like I'm talking sick, like the genuinely need treatment. Yeah. The, 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 The there are something off. Yes. There's something off. Yes. Right. Do I think that like... Should we cancel this person and cast them out? I don't think so. Actually, I was just... It's funny. You're, say, you're saying the word cancel culture. 
It's, that's a very loaded question, by the way. It is a yeah, I know. I don't expect a simple answer, but yeah, I, it's more it's more of a rhetorical question, question either, yeah. because I'm not really looking for a specific answer. Yeah. I'm just bringing the conversation into light. Um, I was just listening to uh, Dave Ramsey, and he was talking about cancel culture. I think last week, mm-hmm. and he was talking <laughs> about the cancel culture, like in in the form of ideas and opinions mm-hmm. more than people. And he said we shouldn't think like that. So my answer to you is, if we're not if we're not supposed to be cancel culture for opinions, then might as like more even more we shouldn't be a cancel culture for people. Now does he deserve to be punished? Yes, but he also deserves to be treated. Right. Criminally is different. You, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a very nice. I'll tell you a story. Go ahead. Speaking of brain, there was a guy uh, one time. Um, and that was in Sweden. And you can look it up. I forgot which year. But I think it was either 1800 or 1900. Like a beginning. And then what he did was he went to a hotel, killed, I think, a like, number of people, six people or something, and then injured 19, something like that. So when they went back to his house, just, you know, a part of investigation, they found the letter. And in the letter he wrote this. He said, I had an accident in the front of my brain I forgot what type of accident he had but he mentioned that in the letter and he said since I had this accident I haven't been thinking normally I'm a weird person I'm a different person than who I was and I'm very violent I'm always thinking violently something is off right now I'm about to go to this hotel kill this many people and I'm going to injure as much as I can he gave them the number of people he wants to kill so like, and he told them the, the name of the hotel so that they know it's him. And he was like, please open my skull and study my brain because this is weird. In a way, kind of what Ted Bundy did. He's like, hey, the problem is pornography, but you're not doing anything about it. He, he didn't say it as an, by the way, I'm not giving an excuse. Right, right, right. But I'm just like, if we really want to stop this action, of violence we got to do something about it i'm mm-hmm. not saying these people don't deserve punishment but mm-hmm. i'm saying in the future if you want to stop those problems from happening then we got to do something it's kind of like what we mentioned in the very f- very first episode it is easier to raise healthy children than fixing a broken man that's pretty much it so yeah so to answer your question no, we shouldn't be a cancel culture. We should look into things. Yes, people who do that deserve punishment. I get it. But that doesn't mean that we are a cancel culture. We shouldn't be. God wasn't like that. We shouldn't be like that. Right. It's as simple as it gets. Right, yeah. Christ did not come on earth and, and, and uh, provoke I'm not saying this is easy, by the way. Of course not. None of this yeah. is easy. N- none of this is a cakewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The easiest yeah, thing yeah. you can do is just, like you said. Talk about it. Talk about it, but also try to be preventative at an early age. That's probably the easiest thing we can do. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Christ Himself wasn't a cancel culture it's type of. Very true. Uh, he's not a cancel culture type of yeah. uh, um, uh, teaching style. Yeah. No, he 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 loved mm-hmm. people who were truly troubled. Yeah. You know, that's also a part of society that doesn't help very much with people who are struggling with this. Yeah. No. Um, moving on to a different article. Let's do it. 
and it's by a doctor, uh, MD. His name is Grant Hillary Brenner. Uh, I'm not sure if I pronounced his name right. Uh, anyways, he uh, the article says four ways porn can cause problems. We we pretty much touched on the idea of violence and you know how it messes up with all that. Now, kind of like jumping in, we're gonna be jumping between the topics, but um, here is more to the relationships and with people and um, how it affects you as a person. So the first thing he talked about the sexual satisfaction. There was uh, as an analysis that was done of fifteen hundred subjects, young adults, mm-hmm. and. To develop a refined understanding of how the dose of pornography used, use, I'm sorry, dose of pornography use is correlated with sexual satisfaction. They found that more frequent porn viewing is associated with lower sexual satisfaction. There is a ton of things that you can elaborate in that. The part that I love the most when he said he's like, for factors including male gender, being in a committed relationship and being more religious, this re- research showed that sexual satisfaction began to decline with pornography use of a few times a year. For factors including female gender, not being in a relationship, less religious people, decreased sexual satisfaction started to show up with porn years of a once per month. Yeah. Once per month. So here, this is this is my message to everyone um, who's struggling with this, uh, like, sin or fight, whatever you want to call it. Everybody who's fighting. Yeah. Don't ever think that you're a hypocrite because you go to church and you struggle with it. No, you're not. But um, when I say struggle, I mean it. You're actually trying to take action to stop it. Going to church will help you. Praying will help you. It's kind of like, oh, I want to be stronger and get rid of my weakness. Oh, how do you do that? Okay, go work out. Nah, I'm not going to go work out. I'm weak. All right, you're never getting strong then. Right. How right. do you get rid of sin? Get closer to God. Go to church. Pray. Right. Don't don't be humiliated from the process. Yeah. The process is supposed to be humbling, and it's supposed to. Be, it it might even feel hypocritical, but it's not. It's 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 designed. You know, going to church and praying and speaking with Father of Confession, spiritual father, and even having accountability partners, and maybe even going to group talks, if one of is available in your local church or things like that. That's not stuff that is hypocritical. You're not doing the opposite, even if you're struggling many, many times. Uh, it's 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 the that's the process. It's a fail and win, fail and win, fail and win, and then ultimately, you you become saved. Uh, I know many people who who want to quit trying to stop because it's it hurts them too much when they realize you know how difficult it is that how bad it is and then go in the church yeah and i pray for everybody that thinks like that like oh i i I can't i have to stop going to church i have to stop doing this and then i can begin to go to church yeah you know the church is not for perfect christians Mm -hmm. despite what it may look like or not but it's not for perfect christians it's for christians who are 
hurting for sinners, mm-hmm. which is everybody. Yeah. Right? Especially you. <laughs> the second part, the, the second reason he said uh, why it might destroy relationships or mm-hmm. why porn can harm is he, he called it popular porn. Right. Pretty much what he means by that is he um, he's saying that you're getting wrong ideas from pornography. Loneliness. <laughs> Not to joke about this, but uh, loneliness. I mean, that's the third thing he says in the article, loneliness. Right, But yes. Rami's just being grommy. Yeah, grommy. <laughs> um, loneliness, it says here, that the, 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 the beginning statement of this part of the research is pornography use begets loneliness. And loneliness begets pornography use. So this is sort of an endless cycle. Right. And I think this is showing that, you know, if you want to look at it with some math, it's like this for each unit of loneliness. Porn used increased by a factor of 0.16. Right. So before that, it was actually inside for each unit of porn use. Loneliness increased significantly by a factor of 0.20. Well, what's the loneliness that we're talking about here? The loneliness is that the feeling of loneliness I- exactly right so but it but but it begets more loneliness so for example if i am a man right and i want to um uh have sex right this is the urge i have and this is the fantasy that i want so i'm gonna go on the computer i'm gonna look up exactly what i'm fantasizing about i'm gonna watch it boom i am quote unquote satisfied not really but just for the sake of um the narrative Mm-hmm. Okay, but you just spent an entire time alone. There were no real affections. This was all fake, right? Whatever urge you had to have a partner, you did not satisfy that. Yeah. In fact, you came nowhere close. In fact, you probably pushed yourself 20 steps back. That's very true. Okay, so now I feel even more lonely because I just made that realization. Yeah. I feel more lonely, so I'm going to watch more. I feel more lonely, so I'm going to watch more. Yes. You see how that cycle is like that, mm-hmm. so that that's pretty much is that pretty much is that the 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 loneliness aspect of watching porn. If you move on from that, which is something that we touched on earlier, divorce, right? It's one of the le- leading causes of divorce. The um the the exact quote I wanted to find here is it leading cause though? It's uh, one of the leading causes. No, uh, not the. I thought I thought they said that like there is a correlation. There's a heavy correlation. But there is no like there is no study that proves the causation. But if it's highly correlated. Like they said, even if it's not a cause, like it's at least a signal of uh, a broken marriage that's about to break. Uh, that that was so weird. Like a broken marriage. The rates of divorce. Let me show you this. This is it's the numbers are right here. So surveying 2,120 married adults, they found that overall the chance of divorce doubled for both men and women who started using porn after getting married. So this is this is specific. This is after getting married, right? Okay. Across the whole sample, the divorce rate was 6% for non-porn users and 11% for porn so it's users. doubled. By the way, 11% is a lot. Don't, don't think it's... Yeah, it's, like, it's it's just because per- it's doubled from the six. It's 11% of 2,120. So here, look, look where it says here after that. It says, well, this study is correlational and doesn't prove the beginning of to use porn causes marriage to break up. It suggests that pornography use is at least an indicator of marital problems. R- but that's meaning like before the, 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 the marriage. 
The ma- okay. Before the marriage, if there's a, pornog- a pornographic you're addiction. You're pornography user before marriage and after marriage? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying after marriage, the, 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 the chances of divorce doubled. Before marriage, that's where it doesn't have oh. a correlation. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? But there's definitely some, there, it's yeah. a factor here. It doesn't help. If you skip down. I mean, 62% of divorce attorneys said that the uh, obsession with porn had to do, had to be a significant factor in divorce that they, that right. they in the cases they handle. 62%. Right. But again, that's like something that like attorneys look at like subjectively. But if they mention something like that, I, I think there are like, the chances are, 50% of these people are right. So 31% of, div- of divorces. Right. That's a pretty high number. But that's a high number. That's that's a very high number. That's uh, that's that's That ruins families. Yeah. You know, divorce equals a broken a broken family. So in, re- in reality, you're talking about, we're just looking at numbers of how pornography can break up families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't think it's a cause or correlation at the end of the day porn is a problem that yes. that's all we're trying to get at the the gravity of not the gravity but the extent of how it affects marriage i mean here's the thing can it be a cause yes i think so because if you if you if you look at a woman that has dignity okay and is really a woman of character mm-hmm. she would not let her husband look at any other woman in that way and let it go and be fine with it right i don't think so i just don't think so i know but again like you know if 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 the husband was more consistent and more devious and hit it yeah yeah no, and no, no, the no, woman and, and it's yeah, persistent yeah. then the woman will be like i have yeah. no choice this yeah. relationship I mean, doesn't work some, out some couples be like all right you know what i'm just we, moving forward yeah, with yeah, your yeah. example no i know what you mean you and know? some couples like I'm, I'm i'm again i'm talking about a very specific example right some couples will go like oh you know when they lost uh, the libido or anything and that's very normal in marriage um yeah and they will be like all right you know what let's let's watch some porn maybe that will bring that you know, right. spark back so so and beginning it, porn uses after marriage yeah. as a way to spice up something yeah. It doubles the chances of divorce yeah. rates. Well, everyone, that concludes our episode tonight from Incognito. If you like this episode or you think it was beneficial in any way, please do not forget to hit the like button. Subscribe if you're new around here. If you're not new, please hit the subscribe button. We're trying to reach 100 subscribers. Uh, make sure to share it on SoundCloud and because you never know who needs to hear this message. Also, we have some great news. Now, we are on Spotify. So... Go check it out. If Spotify is better than SoundCloud, uh, just go ahead and listen to it. We're probably going to be leaving SoundCloud soon. So if you can, check Spotify, YouTube, and all the other uh, social media platforms that we have. We're going to leave all these links down in the description. Reminding you that this podcast is brought to you by Pagori Production. Check their link as well for more various content. And as always, I will leave you with this thought that the ultimate way to freedom is to see God. Because as he promised, when we cry, he heals. Talk to all of you all in the next time. Have a blessed day. Bye, everybody.